All right. Um, well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Jason. No more interruptions. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for doing this interview and taking time out of your day. Um, I guess we will go ahead and get it started in the next uh, two minutes. Um, so uh, just whenever you're ready, I'll go ahead and like, tear into the questions, basically. And uh, we'll just have a conversation. So I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so, so far, how, how is your day, Jason? Hectic, hectic. You know, I just, um, I've been exploring the world of health um, and fitness. I haven't really maximized the fitness yet because I'm too tired from my job, but I need to figure <laughs> that out. On the health part, uh, I just started doing stem cell stuff. Um, today I did exosomes and uh, I feel great. Um, I do the IV drip thing once every other week. I did that yesterday and I weighed myself today and I'm still holding at the weight that I wanted to be at. I just don't have the body that I want yet, but you know, I have time. Right. <laughs> well, congratulations on uh, your success this far in terms of your health and the fact that you're even like working on it and like keeping an upkeep. Um, I will say that I was doing some research and I was um, shocked at uh, your age because you look great. So I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be 45 years old this year, but you know, I credit it to lots of water, lots of sex, lots of rest, uh, Botox, fillers, and um, shit, what else? I mean, just, you know, trying to live a happier life. I also feel like you have to have, you have to have a way of managing the energy around you too. I feel like bad energy makes you age faster. So I, I'm very big on not having people around me that are soul suckers or that are people that drain my energy. My house is peaceful. I like to be in a peaceful, nurturing, soul loving vibe all the time. Right. So in terms of like the people that you keep around you, like how do you manage to like avoid that negative energy um, when you feel like it's sort of kind of darting towards you? Um, maybe if you're going out somewhere or uh, just the people that you generally work with? Well, um, everybody that works at Hollywood Unlock knows that there can only be one diva and that's me. I'm the <laughs> only one that gets to bring drama to work. I, you know, the sky is always falling. It's never enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm chasing at this point because I feel like in many ways, externally, I get a lot of praise for the success that I've had. Right. That, I'm, that I'm having and that so I know that we're doing good work and my team is amazing I'm surrounded by people who either started with me when I started Hollywood Unlocked and have elevated to managing the company or my friend of 15 years who leads my teams um, and you know they I'm, I'm 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 grateful that I'm around people who allow me to have my vulnerable moments that also have my you know way too extra moments but also mm -hmm. just you know celebrate the wins and the losses together but when it comes to my friends and my social space i i have the same people around me all the time and and i feel like they've been a part of my journey and they've seen where i've you know uh grown and where i've taken losses or where i've had to grow through things and they've been with me from the beginning so i really keep them around to keep me grounded and and as far as new people coming in it takes a while for me to warm up. I don't warm up to people who seek the relationship. I have to seek the relationship um, yeah. because I feel like if you're seeking a relationship with me, I don't know why you're, what your intentions are and I'm not a trusting person right away. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I completely get it. I'm at the lower spectrum and I already see some of that. So I completely, I completely get it. I'm um, speaking of Hollywood Unlocked. I'm like, you've done like really, really, really well for yourself. 
um, starting from basically in, in terms of uh, Instagram and building it up into this massive media um, industry, being basically a media mogul yourself. And how did you go about like doing that? Was that originally your goal? Um, what did you originally set out to do? I don't know that the word mogul was in my mind. Everybody keeps saying that they just they just did that. Uh, they they put that in the title in another interview I just did. I was like, yeah, I am a fucking mogul. I am a mogul. <laughs> The word mogul was never a part of it because to me, it was all about doing the work. It was all about creating a legacy. It was always about uh, 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 blazing a path for other people to follow. Um, it, it was about ownership and being able to have the freedom of saying whatever I wanted. Um, and then as a, the success started rolling in and the opportunities started coming and the brand started building and then, you know, global um, acknowledgement for the work that we're doing, um, you know, and being able to move around the world and see different cultures and experience the fans of Hollywood Unlocked and Jason Lee all over the world has allowed me to really start to see that um, as I continue to grow and add layers to my business, I want it to fall under the pillars of, you know, does it add a legacy? Does it create opportunity for other people? Does it entertain? And does it feel like work? So if anything I'm doing feels like work, I don't do that. That's why, I, <laughs> that's why, that's why I'm not in the gym. Cause when you're in the gym, it feels like work. work, yeah. You know? <laughs> but no, I never, I never thought of being a mogul. And 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 honestly, um, I want to stay humble enough to still be relatable, accessible. You know, I I want people to feel like they can touch the Hollywood Unlocked brand, that that they can feel the Jason Lee brand. I don't ever want to become so successful and caught up in being a mogul that I lose touch with the people who who helped me get to where I am and the people that support my brand. So I don't get caught up in titles, but I, I definitely feel the acknowledgement from both the community, the fans and from, uh, you know, media now that, that is, uh, that sees me the way that I guess I should see myself. Yeah, we, we definitely appreciate the work that you do out there. So um, you've definitely opened a lot of doors for people like myself. So that is greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, and to be and to be black and gay and not <laughs> what people say. Like when I go in these rooms, like I don't walk in as just a black man. I walk in as a gay black man. I make it very clear, uh, you know, because why should I not be comfortable in my own yeah. skin? Like we what like we're we're not accessories. We're not just gonna be your accessory on a reality show holding your handbag and yes, <laughs> yes girl, yes, or your hairstylist. Like, no, we're executives, we're employers, we're bosses, we're brilliant minds. And you know, uh, I force them to see that every day. I just got off the phone with Instagram and Facebook where I had to tear into their ass about how their lack of investment in uh black culture, black creators, and how they try to slap um you know a a, a a title or fee on something and say they're investing in black people no investment is access reach you know audience yeah. development through resources um and partnership and 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 so when i find my black gay ass in a room where i could tell them what i feel and what i think i force them to own up to the reality that sometimes investing in black is just a marketing scheme and right i, I ain't with that right right how how important is it to you to keep that like as a focus? Not, not I mean, obviously being black, but um, being black and a part of the LGBTQA culture. And how do you put that at the forefront? Because obviously you do walk into these rooms um, and you have that that power and that authority because you've earned that right. So how do you keep that at the forefront? 
Well, I always think about it for two, in two ways. I look at it as one, um, every door I can open. You know, when I became the first nationally syndicated radio host in urban radio to go number one in 72 markets and be gay and own the show, in many ways, there was black ownership, there was gay in hip hop. There was all these things that I knew would make it easier for somebody else to do it. So I understand my obligation uh, to get it right and to perfect and master it. So that way they see the value in investing in other people that look like me. But then also as a person in the gay community, I think it's important to uh, call our shit out too. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I was recently um, critical of what Shauna Brooks did to Benzino, whether it's true or not true. What, you know, I don't believe in outing people because we know you know, in our community, violence that is created when men are found to have slept with trans women. And we also know when the down low gay man and what that does to the black household and the effect it has on families. And so like, I'm not into outing people. You know, I'm, I'm also not into canceling a Dave Chappelle because he says a joke that may not sit well with our community because we need escapism and we need to be able to laugh and, and be shocked and be mad. Um, but not, you know, put a noose around somebody's career because it didn't line up with what we agree with. So, <laughs> you know, I feel like I just want to get to a place where being gay doesn't matter and saying shit that's wrong matters, but it should be in a way where you're accountable and not canceled. Right. Speaking of uh, cancel culture, because obviously there's been a lot of that like going around and people are, well, the public is handing it out like left and, and right. <laughs> so like... How do you feel about that cancel culture in terms of how to prevent it or lessen it? Um, obviously, to, to your point, like I, I admire comedians because I think they're some of the most intelligent people in the world and they do bring these issues to the forefront. Um, so I think it's they should have the ability to have the freedom to speak. So how do you promote that, like their freedom? Yeah, I mean... I first of all, I think council culture is just straight bullshit. I think that it's um, it's handed out uneven. It's not uh, even handedly handed out. Right. Like people decide, well, we're going to cancel Will Smith, but we're going to celebrate the rioters who grew, who, who, who climbed the wall at the Capitol. <laughs> Will Smith's going to get banned from being honored for putting out work that drives culture forward and that entertains the masses and gets into the heart of the whole world. But then white boys that climbed up the Capitol, they was doing a good thing being patriots, <laughs> trying to kill Congress. You know, this world just doesn't make sense. What is cancel culture? Cancel culture, I said it the other day so many times that once I slow down, I realize what it is. It is canceling culture. Anything culture related in music, fashion, comedy, it can be canceled, but everything else cannot. We know that a Jeffrey Katzenberg can go over and lose a billion dollars on Quibi, but go out to the lunch, sit next to me at the Ivy and go over and create a whole nother billion dollar brand. <laughs> Nobody's going to cancel him. But you give a nigga like me a million dollars and I lose it. Oh, my God. He stole the money and went by blunts. You know, like it's almost, <laughs> it almost just doesn't make sense. But it goes back to the fabric of this country and that racism is real and canceling culture is real. You got black artists and black comedians out here terrified to exhibit art because of the fear of being canceled. And I get to wake up every day with the privilege of owning my own shit to say, can't cancel me. Cause as long as I turn the lights on, as long as I turn the computer <laughs> into social media, guess what bitch, I'm right here. <laughs> I don't care how mad I make people, I'm not going away. It's like, it's like, 
I don't even want to say what it's like because I don't know how it will be sound. But you know, anyway, <laughs> it's, like, it's just it's just like let's just leave it. At that. <laughs> I hate cancel culture. I think it's fucking up the art. And I want to get back to a place where Dave Chappelle could say the most reckless shit, and we laugh until we can't laugh anymore. Uh, and then, you know, we are able to move on in our outrage and have a conversation or a dialogue and then get back to the art, you know? Right, right. Um, so what what do you hope to provide, I guess, in, in the future in terms of, because that's one of your goals, like in terms of like providing a platform, obviously like Hollywood Unlocked is going to be a platform for people to be able to speak out and to speak freely to tell their stories because that's what you've been doing throughout your career. Um, so what other things do, do you hope to provide for, for people in the future? Well, I think, um, you know, I have some exciting stuff coming up with the expansion of my uh, company in a whole different direction that I think people will see coming. I think, you know, the announcement of me working with Kanye was, uh, I think, an example of what that what, what it looks like in this new media that I believe we're forming, where we create a full 360 experience for brands and celebrities that tell stories and, and still have big opinions and controversial thoughts uh, that I share freely. Um, I don't see a conflict in having an opinion as a speaking, as a, as a, as a uh, talking head, but I also see the value in, in creating partnerships with celebrities where you can have access, unprecedented access to tell stories and give out and fans, you know, front row seat to what they're doing. So we're right. figuring out what that is. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about my e-courses and my e-learning programs that are coming out soon. My second book that I'm writing, um, people have been approaching me about acting. I don't know that I'm there yet because I'm still terrified of rejection. And people say I was a bad actor. I'd probably cuss them out on Instagram <laughs> a month. So yeah, I'm just enjoying all the opportunities that life is bringing to me. And my studio, H, uh, Hollywood Unlocked Studios, uh, for podcasters and content creators that want a space to be able to create, we, we provide that now for people to use that. So I'm just really excited with all of the things that are in front of me. Yeah, like I actually took a look at um, like the the website online in terms of this space, and I was like, just the video alone, like I was blown away. I thought it was super cool, so I was super excited to see that and what you were doing. So, I think that that's really amazing and awesome. Thank you. Um, so, one of the things that I know that you're doing or working on is terms of like the the black, uh, sorry, the Black Future Brunch. Um, so, tell us a little bit about that and what your plans are for that in the future. So when after I interviewed Ye and he wanted to do more uh, storytelling and controlling his narrative was something that he's talked about every day. Every time we were on the phone, it was like, I want to control my narrative, I want to control my narrative. I said, I think the first thing you need to do is pull together the storytellers, the people who lead the content that reaches the culture and build a connection with them. And so we did the future brunch as a way of just coming together and celebrating each other. But the, but the theme and the power of the conversation led us to believing that there were bigger opportunities there. And so I won't, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've been, you know, talking to different people who attended to figure out how do we create a smaller subcommittee of whatever that is and how do we build power out of that where we continue to build opportunities, not only to tell our stories, but to inspire, you know, future creatives and future uh, journalists or future artists. And so it, it became a more complicated task than we had projected because we didn't know it was going to be as powerful as it was. But we're definitely going to build on that. And it's ironic you asked about that because just yesterday I told my team we need to figure out what the agenda is, who the smaller committee is, and start building for the rest of this year and for next year. Um, I was going to say, like, because, well, I, I'll talk about it later, but like, because I, I was thinking because I'm a part of like Forbes the Culture and um, Rashad Lampert, who is the, the founder of Forbes the Culture. 
I'm certainly would be interested in learning like more about it and, and getting involved. Um, yeah, so. they just interviewed me the other day. Really? Yeah, I just did yeah. four. Yeah, just did that the other day. Nice, nice. <laughs> we, we, listen, we on it. We out here. We okay. are <laughs> out here. But you know, the greatest part of having um, Aaron, who came, I think it was Aaron, who came to uh, the 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 future brunch with me and Yay. You know, the fact that we brought all those amazing black storytellers together in a room and now I'm, I've been following up and doing interviews with them and sharing my vision. And, you know, I really love how we're all working together. And I feel right. like what's what I'm experiencing as somebody uh, going through the process of partnering with storytellers to, to get my story out. I want to be a vehicle too to continue to help elevate and amplify their stories, because I feel like we're only as powerful as we are together. And for the first time, I really feel it coming together, at least in my universe. Because, right. <laughs> you know, when I first hit the scene, people were like, uh-uh, he's too much. I don't know what he's doing. Like, <laughs> he is too much. But now I feel like, you know, I've tempered myself somewhat. I kind of, I got it now. I understand the importance of coalition building and, you know, looking at my competitors as collaborators and, uh, I, and I've just been grateful to, you know, find people who support my movement. Yeah, how important is it to you to like support like black media um, and, and the change of like just telling, you know, black stories and stories of people of color, like how important is that to you? It's very important because, you know, I don't, I don't stand here alone. You know, the Wendy Williams, the Charlemagne's, the Angelica's from the Shade Rooms, the you know, the rich, uh, Richie Lou over at Essence, like all of us, there's a thread between all of our work. And so I don't, I don't feel threatened by other people eating more than me. You know, Richie Lou has an amazing music festival, the biggest festival in the world. I don't have a music festival. I will one day, I already built a concept. <laughs> I'm just looking for the right partners and the right timing. I'll have my own music festival. I'll have my own clothing, my own apparel line products. I'll do all of that. Matter of fact, I have a product line coming out in June or July. So it's, it's for me, it's not about looking at my collaborators as competitors I have to be threatened by. I just am running my race and I'm, I'm on my course and everything that I wanna do is falling in line with the timing that is set for my business. And I think as black storytellers, it's important that we do a better job of building this community of, uh, of us to, to work as one instead of uh, being isolated or feeling like, you know, I'm too, I'm too grand to sit with you. Like we're all, you know, when we did that future brunch, we had editors from Billboard, Vanity Fair, but we also had YouTubers. We had head of networks from BET to Fox Soul. Everybody at the table had one seat and everybody to me was equal, including Ye and I. Like we weren't, we were leading it but and it, but it wasn't all about us. It was about us collectively. And and to me, I wanted people to get that, and I feel like they did. And are you guys like um, working to build in, in terms of what you see for the future, like an actual um, initiative, like with bullet points of just like three goals that you would like to see achieved for the future? And is that something that you guys are currently working on? So uh, that's something that I need to develop and go to him and say, this is what I see it. I mean, that's how he likes things to be brought to him and then he'll put his input in or say I like this or I don't like this or why don't we do this and like together I think I always like to go to him with a framework of what it can look like and right. then from a creative standpoint what I've learned about him is he is a genius like he gets it and he knows how 
uh, you know, the branding, we talked about at the future brunch where we didn't agree on the concept and then finally got to the middle. So yeah, it's something that I'm putting a lot of thought into, but I'm having a lot of ancillary conversations with people who were also brainstorming other creative minds like Catherine Bruton and music from BMI, like who else is out there that is black, that is passionate and that wants to move culture forward and, and, and what can this agenda be for all? So that way it's not Jason's agenda or Ye's agenda, but what is our agenda that you know J Jason Ye and these group of people will be leading? For those individuals that want to learn more about the movement and they want to get in touch with you and be able to reach with you, like how do they do that? Yeah, they can reach out to Hollywood Unlocked. I mean, my email is on Hollywood Unlocked and on my Instagram. They can email my team is you know really good at collecting you know information on who we need to follow up with and we can talk. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much for your time, Jason. I really appreciate, again, you taking the time out of your day to just have this interview. Um, and not only just like for what you've already done, but for what you'll be doing in the future. Um, so thank you again. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. All right, we're good. Thanks for watching F-State TV. For more information, visit the fstatemag.com.